ほほほクリスマスおめでとうございます Is that Santa-san? Why, yes it is. What would you like for Christmas? Oh boy, I want a Christmas special of Region Unlocked. All right, here you go. And here's one for everyone else listening too. Christmas, Omereto. Yay! It is Christmas time. I'm here. My name's Jake. Hey, my name's Cameron. Your awesome hosts with Region Unlocked with a special Christmas special today. That was redundant, but it's true. It is very special. Yes, yes, it is.、Uh, we've got some cool stuff to talk about. And、um, yeah, Cameron, it's good to see you again. How you been, man? Man, I've been good. We have been gone for a while. I know we didn't quite address the break. Last week, last week, we put out an amazing episode of our in- Nintendo 64 special.、Uh, if you haven't watched that, it's on YouTube. And spoiler alert, it's really great. Yes, it is. I watched it and it was really cool when I was on the train. It was really nice just sit and watch. And it was really entertaining, to be honest. We, we had some good banter. And,、uh, you know, we're not speedrunners, but hey, we had fun. So. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that was it. It was a ton of fun to make. Like, it might have come across as garbage. I did get some feedback that it was a little overstimulating seeing four screens of things happening,、oh. <laughs> which I, I agree with. But yeah, either way, it was just a ton of fun to make. It was just a very unique experience to try to coordinate that at the same time while recording all of it and. Trusting each other, like not being able to see what the other person sees. Like it was just really cool. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, I, I did realize though when I told you that I started at that particular time on uh,、um, uh, Diddy Kong Racing. Yeah. And then it, it seemed like I lied.、Uh, I promise I was not lying.、Um, <laughs> I just didn't remember correctly because it just kind of slipped my mind. So. Oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, hey, it, it worked out and.、Um, Your editing skills were very good, Cameron. I, I was impressed. That was, Thank that was you. really cool. Of course. So, yeah, it is great to be back. Like, it's, it's always good to take a break because,、mm-hmm. for one, again, this isn't our job. We just do it because it's fun. And、mm-hmm. I don't, we don't need to stress ourselves out trying to you know, hit a weekly deadline because it, it's a hobby. So, yeah.、Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, you know, that's important. It's good to have a break. And hopefully, you guys appreciate us taking breaks. To make more content in the future. But yeah,、totally. I do miss having an episode out every Friday. So、uh, <laughs> I'm glad to be back. I'm very happy because I love this show and I hope you do too. Yeah, I love it as well. That's why I'm still here doing this show with you.、Um, and I, you know, <laughs> I, I think that. I, I think the fact that we do take a break is, is good for preserving kind of the quality of this, you know. We're not you know, shouting everything. We're not you know, yelling a bunch of、uh, you know, product placement. We're just, we're just chill. you know? It's、hmm, Product placement. What would you like to give an ad for this week? In the spirit of Christmas, what should we advertise? 
Uh, we should probably advertise some awesome games that we've been playing. How about that? Ooh, solid transition. But actually, we jumped the gun a little <laughs> bit on that transition. Before we talk <laughs> about games, we have our ourselves to promote, Jake. I was kind of I was hinting towards that. Oh, um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> so I, I did not catch that. <laughs> if you listen to the audio episode last week. You shouldn't have. It was a pointless episode of us just telling you to go to YouTube and watch the video. But we did (laughs) drop uh, the news in that, that we have launched a Patreon. And what's Patreon, you ask? Patreon is where we do this and you pay us. And that's it. (laughs) But, okay, there's a little more to it. Um, So, you know... Again, this isn't our job. It's a hobby. But we do actually spend a little money on it. We do have to pay a, a fee monthly to upload it and, you know, just, you know, buying mics, other equipment and things like that. It costs time and money. And I work, specifically me, I'll throw Jake under the bus here, but I work <laughs> a lot on editing. And it'd be nice if my time was worth something more than nothing. But either yes. way, it, it's really just... Your way of showing, hey, we we like the show. We want to be a part of it. So let me take you through the tiers, the the different levels of your investment. So there's like the basic tier. I think it's like two to three dollars, and that's just showing your support. And we will throw in your name at the end. We'll say, hey, thanks you. That was real nice of you to support us. <laughs> also. Jake, uh, have you finished the shirt yet? Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, good. So um, Jake has been hand-drawing a shirt that we're going to sell on Patreon. And so you can only access that if you are at least a base-level supporter. So mm-hmm. um, that's a little incentive. Now, you don't. You got to still pay for the shirt, but you get access <laughs> to it. <laughs> but then there are some other levels um, I should probably pull it up right now so I'm not just rambling because I forgot. Um, <laughs> anyway, the next level, pause so I can log in. All right, so I'm looking at the site. The The next tier up is the collector's edition, which is $9 a month. So with this, again, you get your name and your credits in the credits, um, ability to purchase the merch. And then after six months, we will just send you a free shirt that says collector's edition on it um so that's pretty cool and then if you want to be extra generous we have the ultimate collector's edition and if you do this one it's 19 dollars a month we will give you discounts on any future shirts we sell and then we'll also give you a free ultimate collector's edition shirt after just three months and then because why the heck not we got the director's cut and i won't (laughs) tell you how much that one is but so the director's cut is pretty cool because you get to be a director of an episode. You get to tell us what you want it to be about. You could you can lay out as much as you want and and we'll cover that episode. You can even be a guest star in that episode if you want to and then you get a free director's cut shirt after just 2 months. So pretty cool again, feel no obligation whatsoever and this is just a fun way to kind of build out our community, make a little money to help cover our costs and get you involved. So that's it. Yeah. 
If uh, if any of you would like to uh, contribute to one of the higher tiers, I will personally give you a personalized tour of anywhere you want in Japan within Ooh. reason. How about that? Um, That's pretty cool. Because you really can't go over here right now. Um, yeah, so there you go. If you, if you would like to see any part of Japan, I will give you a personalized tour of where you, wherever you'd like to go, of course, within reason. Um, if it's super far from Tokyo, <laughs> uh, for, for the time being, it might be a little difficult. But um, I would like yeah. you to show me the top of Mount Fuji, please. All right. Um, <laughs> let me go get my uh, $1,000 trekking gear. and. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah, there's Patreon. Uh, let's get that out of the way. Let's talk Christmas, Jake, because that's what it's all about. Today's Christmas Eve, if you're listening on the day this episode came out. Uh, if not, I hope you had a wonderful Christmas and uh, spent time with family and everyone stayed safe. But, Jake, question for you. Yeah, what's up? I would like you to recollect, to reminisce, what is your favorite gaming-related Christmas memory? It could be a present... Uh, an experience, uh, an event. What do you think? Mm. There's so many, Cameron. Oh my goodness. I think after 1997, every single Christmas was gaming related. <laughs> yes. Because that was, yeah, you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Because that was every big gift each consecutive year um, mm-hmm. from then on. But I think the most memorable, just thinking right off the top of my head, of all of those might be my first Christmas where I got a video game console, and that was Christmas of 1997. I remember that being distinctly magical because that's also the first christmas that i really remember <laughs> yeah <laughs> to be honest um, yeah. or i at least remember the presence so i just remember getting that system plugging it in and that's where the damage would not stop and here <laughs> i am today talking about video games in japan probably because of that that's so that's the biggest one yeah yeah without a doubt so so what about you what comes to mind first or i guess biggest so one? yeah that's that's a good point. A lot of Christmases all centered around getting a, a new game or, or something like that. And obviously there's a lot. There's a lot to go over. But I think the one that probably stands out the most is when I got my Game Boy Advance. And oh. that is, it was only because asking for the Game Boy Advance was just kind of like a, a Hail Mary wish that I, <laughs> is how I felt about it. I uh, didn't th- expect it. It was just okay. like, oh, yeah, I want a Game Boy Advance, but I know I probably won't get one because normally mm. I would get games because, you know, those those are cheaper than buying a whole system. Yeah. And so just unwrapping that, not expecting it whatsoever, just blew my mind. It's like, oh, my gosh, I, I seriously did not think I was going to get this. And here it is. <laughs> and here's this crappy SpongeBob game that I am going to love and go sit in the closet <laughs> to play with my light on in the dark. <laughs> Yeah, just the Game Boy Advance I thought was so cool. And actually, I don't think I ever got any other console for Christmas. All of the consoles were, uh, you know, N64 was a birthday. And then I think most of the others I just bought myself. So this was the only Christmas one. 
And I will say a second place one was pretty cool because, again, I wasn't expecting it. We got Donkey Kong 64. Oh, sweet. I I don't even remember leading up to that game if I really wanted it or if I had talked about it. I don't know. I, I really don't remember. But huh. we had finished opening all our presents and we were just kind of done. And then mom points out like, what's what's that in the tree? And just not even wrapped, <laughs> just sitting in the branches like an ornament is Donkey Kong 64. <laughs> and it's like, oh my gosh, how did I not notice that the whole this whole time? And so that was just Jeez. fun because it's I didn't ask for it, I don't think. I was just completely mm-hmm. surprised. You know, I think I remember you telling me about that once. About you mentioning something about Donkey Kong 64 being in the tree. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you told me that story before. Wow, that's cool. Wow, good memories, man. I, I think for me, a second place would be the Game Boy, or the Game Boy Pocket, I should say. Okay. That was one where I got really excited. I remember that being just really excited. Um, that was not something that I was expecting either. I only saw it on TV. And then on top of that, like a couple days after that, I got the Game Boy Camera. When it's least expected, you're elected. You're the star today. Smile, you're on Game Boy Camera. It's fun to look at yourself as other people do. How's your sense of humor? There's a rumor laughter's on its way. Smile, you're on Game Boy Camera. Yes, with Game Boy Camera, you can turn photography into photography. Smile, you're on Game Boy Camera. Yeah, the peripheral that no one else had. None of my friends got it, but they all wanted to use it because it, it was a camera, right? <laughs> Took grainy pictures, but it still worked. Um, it was Not a legitimate great. game, too. Not great quality. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. But at the time, in the 90s, that was like the coolest thing in the world, um, a Game Boy peripheral that took pictures. But yeah, and it was also red, the color of my Game Boy Pocket. So oh. I had this matching system and... I think the only downside of that was I couldn't use the um, like fancy third-party gadgets to stick on your Game Boy with that because it was just too bulky. Yeah. But, yeah, dude, it was the coolest thing. And I still have it, of course, but <laughs> Game Boy Pocket. This is making me miss, I guess, the mystery of Christmas. Mm. Now, now we're so old that... Yeah. <laughs> We buy everything for ourselves beforehand anyway. Oh. I can't remember the last time I got like I got a game I asked for because I bought it on Black Friday now. You know? Oh, <laughs> it's like I've been buying yeah, my yeah. own games forever. And I've even gotten in trouble with Lindsay with that because <laughs> I'll <laughs> I'll buy games before holidays where I'm pretty sure I bought myself Animal Crossing New Leaf uh-huh. and she had already bought it for me. And, oh. <laughs> you know, before Christmas. And so she had to return it. And Oops. then one time before my birthday, I had rented Halo 5 when it came out. I was like, oh, this is great. And uh-huh. she surprised me on my birthday. And I was like, ooh, I just ordered <laughs> this on Amazon today. <laughs> Snap, dude. So since then, she has, she's made a rule that she will not get me any video games for a a gift, which is a fair rule. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. When you're an adult and you have money, you like video games. What are you going to buy? I mean, <laughs> yep. I think now 
our mystery and excitement is almost replaced by deals that we see. Like, oh my gosh, this is on sale. Therefore, I can buy it and feel good uh-huh. about myself. And that's true. I buy a lot of my games on Black Friday. Yeah. Very yeah. few I buy at full price. That's really smart. I need to start following that rule and realizing that there's times when there's actual sales going on. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Okay, speaking of that, I did kind of jump the gun yesterday on buying a game, but it was worth it. Uh, yesterday I bought Resident Evil 4 on Oculus. Oh, you did? Which, yeah, I did. But uh, unfortunately, for some reason, my, my router is working just fine, but it took all day and night to download. Really? Um, it was like it was only downloading at full speed when I was putting the headset on. So when I left it by itself, it was only going like... 0.001% of a tick at a time and so minutes, uh, okay maybe 30 minutes before we started podcasting is when it finished downloading oh, so, so I like have yeah, you I started quickly, it? <laughs> yep, I just started it quickly threw that headset on and started playing and it was so cool like, wow just like you were saying, it is really cool in the 5 minutes that I actually got to play it mm-hmm. so it's neat revisiting that world that we've played through so many times and yeah, being in the fray there. But yeah, it's it's cool. It's really cool. <laughs> Good. And for listeners, I I do talk about that in future episodes because we've already recorded a bunch of you know stuff during the break, and I was yes, playing it yes. during our break. So you'll hear me in in the future talking about it. Yeah, it's great. I'm glad you got it. I don't want to go back to playing it normal ever again. I always want to play it in <laughs> VR. It's so much fun. Gotta say though, those cutscenes. Oh, I really wish those were immersive. Like, yes. All the cutscenes just they they flip to this um like cinematic style. Eh, I just yep. wish not good. Oh well. Hey, editing Cameron here. I completely forgot to ask Jake about what are the Christmas traditions of Japan during this conversation. So I asked him to send in a clip after the fact, and here's what he had to say about Christmas in Japan. Hey everyone, this is an exclusive look into how Christmas is celebrated in Japan. Now, an interesting thing about that is it's very similar to Western-style Christmas because that's primarily where it came from. Uh, Christmas is not a traditional holiday in Japan. That's why in Japan there's a lot more focus on New Year's, which has a lot more of a a, a steep tradition here in Japan. So all uh, Christmas traditions tend to be a little more westernized, like the concept of Santa and having a Christmas tree. Um, that's all very popular in Japan, but definitely very um, commercial. <laughs> and you can tell that it's very influenced from the West, and um, that's certainly a thing over here. Um, another interesting thing to point out is that uh, in, in Japan, Christmas turkey is not a thing. Instead, it's Christmas chicken, in this case, fried chicken. Um, KFC is considered a very popular staple of Christmas dinner here in Japan. Uh, (laughs) So what happens is people will order just a giant bucket of chicken for the family to share. And it's so popular here that you have to order weeks in advance or you will not get your fried chicken on time for Christmas. And there's a lot of theories I've heard as to why that's popular. Some some people told me that it was a business practice that started um, because they wanted to get uh, KFC to be very popular in Japan. So they said that it was American to eat KFC during Christmas, which is really not. And another uh, theory that I've heard is that it's just it's because turkeys aren't aren't really a thing over here. So therefore, a lot of people 
resort to fried chicken because it's fast and it's a cheaper alternative. And there's just a number of different uh, theories I've heard as to why that is. But yeah, KFC chicken is a Japanese Christmas tradition, which is very exclusively Japanese, I think. Now, going to the New Year's side, which is a lot more prevalent in how it's celebrated, uh, here in Japan, a food called osechi is typically consumed, and it's an assortment of food just in a, in, in a traditional square bento box, and it's um, just different types, like small things, like different sushis, uh, different uh, meats, and like little prawns and stuff, and they're eaten to represent something symbolically. I'm not exactly sure the history of that, but osechi is the uh, traditional um, New Year's food that's eaten here uh, in Japan. So there's a little bit of an insight into um, New Year's and holiday traditions here in Japan. This holiday season, remember the trick. The one that lets you skip the line and get your finger-licking chicken finger-licking quick. It's finger-licking quick. But. So, did you get any other games for Black Friday or around this time? Any new games? Oh, around this time? Shoot, I think that's the only one that I bought super, super recently. The last game that I bought may have been the Animal Crossing update. Okay. Maybe. That's, again, something we'll talk about in a future episode. Yeah, yeah. What update? What are you talking about? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, at this point, it's already old news. It'll be very old news by the time people hear it. (laughs) But, oh well. I bought, what I get? I got uh, Deathloop on PS5, Guardians of the Galaxy, which I heard great things about, and then Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which I do already have on Xbox, but it's like, it's cheap and it's on PS5 and I want more PS5 games, so I'm going to get it on there. As well. Have you played it yet? I haven't played anything because I've been too busy playing Halo, which ah. I will talk about a lot probably near the end of this episode. Okay, okay. <laughs> That's cool, man. Valhalla is really fun. It's it's pretty fun. Well, as uh, we discussed when Malcolm was on, I still have Origins and Odyssey to play if I ever do. <laughs> you going to play them in uh, chronological order? I mean, I feel like I should. Because if I really like Odyssey, but then there's like a certain feature that isn't there in in Origins, mm-hmm. will it frustrate me and take me out of it? I don't know. Well, we shall see. We shall see. <laughs> Crazy universe of Assassin's Creed. Yeah, yeah. yeah go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, moving on, let's do a bit of a review of the whole year of stuff we played. I guess anything nerd-related or or culturally relevant. So I thought we'd start off actually with TV, and Mm -hmm. maybe we could put a gaming-related spin on it. There are a lot of series out worth watching. Holy cow, just December itself. I don't know how much you care, but Lost in Space Season 3 is out. Uh, The Witcher Season 2 is about to come out. Cobra Kai Season 4 is about to come out. Uh, The Book of Boba Fett comes out at the end of the month. (laughs) Like There's a lot in December to watch, and I'm pretty sure I'm forgetting another show. So, well, um, it, it doesn't come out right away, but The Last of Us TV show is, uh, it's, it's on the way. It is. So that's exciting. Oh, yeah, definitely. So what, what have you been watching? What's, what should we talk about? What series? Um, tell you what, I've been watching a few different shows, but I think one that we've both seen that definitely deserves a shout out would have to be 
the international sensation Squid Game. Yes. Dude, <laughs> that show blew my mind. Oh, no pun intended. <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway, it's popular over here, too. And same here. Like, I was not expecting that. It was it was pretty cool. Um, very unique, for sure. Mm-hmm. I just, like, just the music of that was so, yeah. like, weirdly... Immer- I was very immersed in this show, to say the least. Just uh-huh. how painfully relatable like it just is like in the state of the world of these people desperate for money um Uh not that i've feel that way but Uh i don't know it just it felt very real where it's like Mm -hmm. i wouldn't be surprised if this is actually happening somewhere yeah yeah but then just the Mm. weird dissonance of the brutality mixed with the childlike games and environment Uh uh-huh it's crazy Mm. It really is crazy. Like, I think what's really awesome about it, too, is it's very unique art style. Like, yeah, you've got the, you know, this this juxtaposition of kids' games and, like, brutal violence. But you've got, like, all the attendants and all the, um, the, the guards there who are wearing mm-hmm. these, you know, outfits that are very simple but very distinct, you know, with the... With the, with the shapes on their faces, very PlayStation esque. Yes, <laughs> it's Sony. Sony's of, the bad guy. Sony's the bad guy. Uh, so yeah, and like, there's such like a covert side to that, and the fact that that gets it, that gets infiltrated. Um, I mean, let's be honest. It's fun to you know watch like a, a secret kind of a behind the scenes look, especially when you've got this kind of a super covert operation which this whole thing is and mm-hmm. you know it's just re- really uh suspenseful how about that um yeah you're, you're talking like the perspective of the uh the detective the, who's yes like sneaking the perspective, around his side story uh mm-hmm. as he gets closer into the uh into the heart of that operation but um yeah some of you know what we're talking about others not so much it's really cool it's just very very <laughs> brutal um i've even got some kids here who've seen it um some of my older students and uh Apparently here it's called uh, Ika Game, which Ika means squid, and oh. Game is just game. So makes sense. I I caught one of the kids whistling, um, <laughs> whistling the uh, the the red light green light thing. Yeah. Not, not the sound, but like the actual like. <laughs> yeah, in the Korean version. And okay. I'm like, are you saying Squid Game? He's like, oh, you've seen it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, so yeah, I would not recommend kids watch that show. No, definitely not. Absolutely not. Furthest from a kid's show possible. Part, I think part of what sucked me in is I watched this pretty much seven episodes straight sitting in the airport waiting to go to Iceland. Oh, um, snap. <laughs> Yeah, because we had a long day of sitting in the airport, and so I just had them all downloaded on my phone and watched wow. them all on there. And while reading subtitles on my little screen, like I was just, I was sucked in just watching that. So good. That's awesome. And <laughs> That's I do so recommend, cool, uh, if you haven't watched it and plan on it, it defaults to um, English dub, which mm-hmm. means basically someone, English voice actors are speaking over their lines so it sounds like they're speaking english but it's just bad it's really bad yeah 
I couldn't watch it with the original or not the original with the English dub. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it just it, the acting is just it doesn't work. No, you know you've got this disembodied voice that doesn't just it, it doesn't fit the emotion right. Um, exactly, I couldn't watch it. Yeah, I watched the first two with the English dub. Oh and yeah, I was like, oh, what? Why are people liking this? This is not good. And then I switched <laughs> it. So you switch it just back to Korean and then English subtitles, and it's so much better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely watch it in the original Korean. It's a lot more real. Yeah, it's a good so, game. Great show. Recommended. Great show. Um, Another great show, very gaming related, that I would like to recommend is Arcane, which is on Netflix, and it is based off of the world of League of Legends. Oh, cool. I I don't know anything about League of Legends too much. Mm -hmm. I understand some of the characters, but you don't need to whatsoever. This is just a good, well-told story, and it's incredible. Okay. Uh, have you seen anything about this? Any trailers? Any news whatsoever? Uh, arcane? Nothing's coming to mind. So it is just like one of the most beautiful animated shows I've ever seen. Like so well animated. Think into the Spider-Verse level of animation. Like super high quality. Okay. And okay. it's ten, no, it's nine episodes. All like 45 minutes long. And it's about these two sisters, um, Jinx, who's well-known. She's like one of the mascots of League of Legends. And then her sister, Vi, um, growing up just like a street rats. And then um, an event causing them to split ways and kind of be at odds with each other as they grow up. And it was super emotional. And maybe it's like, (laughs) I've kind of caught myself as I've been getting older, just like relating more with like really personal stories where I just get so much more emotionally invested in a way that I probably wouldn't before maybe just because it's mm-hmm. uh, especially when it comes to family like I don't know I, yeah. I don't know just being older I can't explain it but like there's parts in that show that I like almost teared up just because mm. I thought it was so good so well done so beautifully made so wow. again you don't have to know anything about League of Legends to like this show and I know IGN when it came out gave it a 10 10 out of 10. Very wow. good show. Wow, that's that's really good. <laughs> yeah. It's on Netflix? Mm-hmm. Netflix original. Oh. Sweet. I'll have to check. Hope it's on Netflix in Japan. I mean, it sh- aren't all originals kind of international? I, I'd hope so. I'll have to check. Probably. But <laughs> we do get a slightly different show choice. Well, our show choice over here isn't different. I think it just times different. Like, we get this at this time in... States gets that. Yeah, they, that they rotate kind of in and out. Yeah, they rotate. That's awesome, man. I'll have to check that out. Okay, so that kind of transitions to my next question, and I'll explain in a second how it relates okay. to me. But okay, um, do you do you use Spotify? Mm, not really. Not too much. Oh, so did you have a Spotify Wrapped this year, where it gave you a breakdown of like your top artists? If it did, I never looked at it. Oh, darn it. So <laughs> that'd be a fun conversation. Well, allow me to tell you about mine. Because okay. mine, my top five songs were all KDA. And if you don't know what KDA is, it's a fictional pop group starring four girls from League of Legends. 
<laughs> and so okay. they have all the it's a it's a fictionalized group but it's it's really good music actually made it, it's like a hybrid of k-pop and american pop okay it is so stinking good they have just like this ep of like six songs on it uh there there are two main ones that are really stink well let's say i'm gonna give you three recommendations there's the baddest which is really good there's pop star which is on beat saber so beat saber is how i discovered them is playing pop stars and it's like oh this song is a banger i like this (laughs) which then led me to their song called more and more is incredible it is probably like one of the best produced songs i've ever heard wow and maybe it's just because i've listened to it so many times that it just keeps growing on me every time i listen to it but it was just really funny okay watching my spotify raps and then it was just like nothing but this anime band (laughs) (laughs) of of waifu bait oh gosh that are doing these songs but that's funny it there is good so tell you what i'm gonna clip in just the intro right here to more so it kicks off with just a rap intro by their character uh callie and then i don't know it's gonna be hard for me to not play the whole song here but just this rap intro (laughs) i'll like restart it like three times and just and listen to it over and over again and uh so here we go check this out check out this group We show them how we do it every day Let's get it Kali that girl, Kali go girl Kali don't stop, Kali don't skirt Kali got a job, Kali got a word They go on Jenna, don't get burned Num chakalamar than a rough bitch You got Jenna like a rough bitch Luga got me on my house Come on, you're mad as a rough day I'm giving you more cause I'm better than Pidium and Shiyum did the bunny me But all of my numbers are talking bang Puruma on Mrs. Monopoly Don't join me, don't need no remoney Pidium up the none The demon and don't go get it, go get it, go get it The mission to learn more than more to go Then all together cause I got a death row You don't have to listen to the whole thing. It's a bop. It is. All right, so there you go. That song is awesome. I probably just clipped it through the first chorus because yeah, I, I couldn't just stop it at the rap. So Jake, just listen to it right it. now. Oh, you are? <laughs> yeah, it's still going through my head. What do you think? I think it's really good. This is this is my kind of music. I like it. Nice. All right, we well, should probably pause it so we can move on. Yeah, I paused it. <laughs> It'll be distracting. <laughs> anyway, and that's gaming related too, because League of Legends. Yeah, totally, man. All right. Well, let's get into the games. We've talked mm. too much about other things at the moment. So, <laughs> Jake, 
let's get the bad out of the way first. What do you think was like the biggest disappointment of the year? Hmm. Disappointment of the year. Are you thinking like just in general news or disappointments that we've played? Uh, any combination. Okay. Okay. That's, that's tough. Did cyberpunk come out this year? Uh, it actually came out last year. Oh, was it? Okay. I I was thinking about that on my contenders list. (laughs) Um, so I, I wouldn't say there's like really anything that just truly disappointed me. Like, you know, absolute horrible thing, but, uh, I, I gotta say cyberpunk was a lot of fun. I enjoyed playing it and maybe that's just because I'm not necessarily a picky person, but there were too many glitches for comfort in that game when it first came out and it was hard to keep playing it over time because it kept crashing. Yeah. And for that reason, I kind of had to stop playing it for a bit and I never really got back into it, even though it was pretty fun when it wasn't crashing. (laughs) I got to say like, so it seems like it's turned around this year. Um, yeah. Things have gotten better, but it's, you know, it's not in the zeitgeist anymore. So no one really cares that it got better. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's people kind of moved on, you know, yeah. I guess same thing happened with uh, what, No Man's Sky. Yeah. You know? <laughs> that game is a completely different game than what launched. But uh, people only have bad memories and people moved on. So <laughs> even though the hype was big, I think, yeah, that might be my biggest um disappointment was but not having that <laughs> but that's not this year no but i mean hey i'd say another one too was with assassin's creed valhalla mm-hmm. uh so that game came out with a lot of updates and there were some issues with some of the seasonal updates that caused my game to crash a few times and i had to reload the game entirely so that's not like a universal issue i think that was just an issue an issue with my console Mm-hmm. But anyway, that happens. And ever since then, the load times have been a little too long. <laughs> yeah. But load times on that game are a little too lengthy. I mean, it was built with next gen in mind. And yeah. even you're playing on a PS4 Pro, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, even that doesn't have the SSD that a PS5 does. So yeah. I'm sure it's it performs better in other regards. So I had two disappointments that came to mind. Uh, The first of which is that still a year into it, the new consoles and graphics cards are still impossible to get. Mm -hmm. And what a joke that is. Like, yeah, I've, I've been very fortunate. I got an RTX 3070 near its launch just by chance because I was constantly refreshing Newegg and Uh just happened to catch it. And I got it at the retail price, where now, even if you can get it on Newegg, it's going for like $300 more than what it should be retailing for, which is stupid. Wow. So that's frustrating. And then, again, I got very lucky and got a PS5 because, again, just right place, right time, refreshing Mm -hmm. Walmart.com. Like, it it, it shouldn't take that amount of effort Mm -hmm. to play video games. It's, It's just silly. Yep. No. You know what? And a lot of people I think have given up for the time being, including myself. I don't need one because it sounds like it's not that amazing for what people are going through to get it, at least for the time being. Yeah, exactly. Well, that stinks, man. Yeah. I mean, you got it. Hey, but <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, so then the second 
the second big disappointment is let's look at last year. And last year we had a big to do. Is that, is that the phrase when you make a big deal about something? Big to do. Sure. We'll, we'll go with it. It works. Nintendo made a big stinking deal about Mario's 35th anniversary. Mm-hmm. We got a lot of cool stuff all focused on that. We had, you know, the 3D All-Stars, which wasn't the greatest package, but hey, we got something. Yep. But this year was Zelda's 35th. We got nothing. Mm. Nothing. Mm. Yeah. Ugh. They They gave the same game and watch system to kind of companion with the Mario one. Uh-huh. And they did do the twilight. No, not twilight. The skyward sword HD, which yeah, that's good. But there was no celebration. There was no excitement for Zelda. Uh-huh. And really I want, I want the switch port of twilight princess and wind waker. Mm-hmm. It's like, why are they not working on that? That should have come out this year. Yeah. Especially because there was stories last year that it was going to happen, that it was going to come out. And Mm. it's like, I think, sure, Mario has the broader appeal, but I think diehard Nintendo fans relate more to to Zelda. Like, that's the the better games, and it's just surprising that Nintendo did nothing for it. Oh, yeah. That is disappointing. It's, It's not surprising, but it's disappointing. Oh, geez. We should at least have something, right? I mean, again, they there's small fanfare, like with the Game & Watch system, but... But that's not... That's not what we're looking for here. All we're I'm really saying big. is I want Wind Waker HD on Switch. Where is it? it it'll be around somewhere. Nintendo will probably release um, a, an official Wind Waker keychain, maybe in one year, and... Uh, <laughs> They will probably give it a soft launch, and then they will, I don't know. Then they'll cancel it. Then they'll cancel it, because <laughs> Nintendo is crazy, and their mindset does not always make the best sense, but that's how they make some of the coolest and craziest contraptions that they're known for. I guess so. Right? But We're gonna speaking of Nintendo, let's, just, let's pile on one more disappointment. It seems like they really botched the launch of the Nintendo Online Expansion Pass, that came oh. with the N64 games where yeah. they over doubled the price. Like Nintendo online <laughs> is $20 a year and then they bumped it up to like 50 or $55 a year. That's substantial. Jeez. Like sure. Yeah. You think, okay, 50 bucks a year. Okay. That's not bad, but still like to double your price. And I've heard that the emulation has not been great for these N64 games being played on switch. Hmm. Jeez, like, okay, if you're going to say a price, you can't just double it like that. Like, I'd be a lot more okay with paying the full price that they're charging right now if that was the original intended ad. Yeah. But, (laughs) jeez, man, that sucks. Yeah, I just, I've had no interest in it. Just be, I don't know. I don't know. I I do want the N64 Switch controller just because. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, a brand new N64 controller. Yeah, let's do it. I bought the one. I bought the Super Nintendo one, just because yeah. it's cool. But yep, yep. Either way, uh, we could complain about Nintendo as much as we <laughs> like to celebrate Nintendo. So yeah, it's true. Anyway. We'll complain about it as we're 
you know, as our little Nintendo merch is just hanging up all around us. So, <laughs> oh yeah, uh, that's, so that's a fun little tangent. Let's get back into the Christmas spirit. We went <laughs> to Bronner's this weekend, which is the world's well, they, or so they claim, the world's biggest all year Christmas store okay. up in uh, Frankenmuth, Michigan, which okay. is a cute little German town, mm-hmm. and it was really cool. It was packed, so many people. But uh, in in the Christmas store, I bought a bunch of Hallmark Nintendo ornaments, and they, <laughs> they're so much cheaper. Like if you could buy like any Nintendo Hallmark thing on Amazon, the default price at the lowest is going to be like twenty dollars. Uh huh. Th- okay. These were all nine dollars. So oh, I got sweet. Luigi, Donkey Kong, uh, an NES controller, Pikachu, Eevee. Oh, and just a, a Pokeball. To, okay. to put on a tree like and they're really nice so it was great it's like oh my gosh all these are only nine dollars super cool that's awesome man <laughs> yeah our tree is becoming very christmasy themed or sorry Good. it was already christmasy themed very nintendo-y christmasy themed that that is even better christmasy themed is good nintendo-y christmasy is better yes it is oh it could be nintendo-y pokemon-y christmasy that's the best i mean pokemon is nintendo yeah yeah it's true. <laughs> so let's get into the better conversation. Get out of the, the disappointing stuff. Jake, highlights of the year. Let's go through it. What games did you play? What what stuff is worth talking about? What'd you love? Well, the good thing is there's a lot more positives to talk about here, I think. Would you agree? Yes, yes. <laughs> okay, okay, awesome, awesome. Yeah, of course, there's disappointments. But uh, let me tell you, some of the good stuff that I've been playing, um, for sure, I'm going to start with uh, Far Cry 6. That's the big, uh, fun, great new game that I've been playing. And I've been playing a lot. It it is so, like, I don't want to say farmable. It's, like, just, it's renewable. You know, there's always stuff being added, and the world is freaking huge. I think it's the best Far Cry by far, just in terms of what you can do and in terms of physics and realism and just just all that good stuff so been playing a lot of that uh definitely the animal crossing update that's been a lot of fun oh, i wanted to, to back up to far cry before you moved on oh yeah sure so you've been playing it since it launched which was what september october mm, great question one of the two a few months back <laughs> October 7th. Okay, yeah, I did buy it, and it was ready for launch, so I pre-ordered it, of course, because it's Far Cry. So, I assume in that amount of time you've beaten the story, right? Well, I've beaten one of the stories, but there's multiple stories. Um, Oh, really? It's huge. Yeah, like the overall story I haven't even beaten yet. Huh. Yeah, I mean, I haven't played it as much as I have been in the past, Mm -hmm. but it's it's pretty big there's a lot of just you know smaller so, uh, stories you know within this giant story and then there's a lot of uh like side missions that uh and, and like side quests and side stories that just keep popping up so yeah cool yeah keeping me busy for sure yeah man if you get the chance to get that game soon you should because you <sighs> loved five i know i did love five i just i really struggle with the giant open world games starting them is tough and yeah. 
I have committed pretty hard to Halo Infinite right now to where it's it's hard to uh, pull myself away to play other mm. stuff. But again, I'll get to that here soon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Uh, yeah, if it's an open world game, you really got to invest yourself like in the moment as you're starting. Otherwise, you're not going to get too far, right? Mm-hmm. You really got to invest yourself. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, once you get into them, they're, they're great. It's just, it's yeah, hard sure, to get man. into... Uh, something like Far Cry 6, which, you know, mechanically is so similar to 5, mm-hmm. where it's just like, well, I don't want to do the same thing again. I just did mm-hmm. it. So it's yeah. I just need a longer break before I can play it. Yeah, yeah. For sure, man. V- very very much of a 180 here, but Animal Crossing. You've probably been playing a bit of that, haven't you? I actually haven't. Oh, I, yeah. Uh, I was playing it a little bit when the update came out. And they came out with so much new outdoor stuff that I was like, oh, man, I just want to completely, like, redo my town. Uh And I gutted so much of my town to the point where it's like, ugh, well, now I don't know what to do with all this space. Like, I don't know what my idea was when I get it. (laughs) Like, I cleared so much stuff out. And now it's like, well, it's going to take forever to get things moved to how I want them. Uh Uh-huh. don't really know what enjoyment I'll get out of redoing my town, so I'm just gonna not. I was getting on every day to check Red's art on the uh, the new island he's on, mm-hmm. but it's really frustrating because his art only refreshes when you buy something. Yeah, and then, and then I think it does refresh like on the a week schedule. Yeah, like if the two piece two same pieces sit there a week, like they'll change out the next week. But yeah. it's like, oh, great. Here's two fake pieces of art. I have to buy one of them to get a different one tomorrow. So yep. I just hate that. I wish it was just different art every day. Mm-hmm. It's pretty disappointing. I, I agree. Same thing. They really should have um, thought that through, especially because getting art in the first place is extremely slow. Yeah. Now it's just marginally extremely slow. Yep. So, yep, I'm, I'm, fi- I'm finding that same thing, but... Animal Crossing, yeah, fun game. Uh, I do like the gyroids; those are fun. Yeah, <laughs> playing with they, those. I like how they um, sing along to the music they're near. Yeah, you don't have to like, um, you know, coordinate them perfectly like you did in the older Animal Crossings. Mm-hmm. They just they automatically. It's true. It's true. Uh, also, it's not a new game, but I started up Red Dead Online. Yeah, and that's been a lot of fun, but. I will say, unless you're playing with someone that you know, it's not super, super fun right now. Uh, you, you have to play with friends. Um, I can't really... It, th- this game is kind of hard to rely on strangers with because there's a lot of griefers. So Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, it's just kind of like, okay, it's fun, especially if I want to relaxingly run around and grind so I can get a new update or whatever, but it's it's more fun to play with friends. Yeah. There's, a, there's a thing there, folks. Uh, well, I'd like to talk about one game that came out very early in the year that I talked about a lot when I first played it, and that was Resident Evil 8, one of the few <laughs> games that I did pay full price for right as it came out, because wow. everyone was talking about it, and like, okay, I just I need to get in on this. I need to enjoy this game. Uh-huh. I loved that game so much. Nice. It, it is a, a good, you know, kind of full circle back to some of the mechanics from Resident Evil 4, Mm-hmm. Um, but it's all first person now, not third person. Okay. Just very fun. The first half of that game is 
wonderful. One nice. of the, the greatest, like, creepy castles that felt very, like, classic Resident Evil, followed by one of the most terrifying segments in a game I've ever played that I wow. did not see coming. The back half is not as good, but okay. it's only because the first half is so good that it <laughs> okay. overshadows. It's like, I wish they had flipped it so that the back half had those features uh, or featured those levels. But okay. either way, I can't believe you haven't played this yet. No, I can't believe it either because I've been hearing the same things. It's amazing and I need to play it. So, hmm. Well, you know what? I just got RE4 on the VR, so maybe that'll <laughs> get me back into the mood. Maybe. <laughs> into the Resident Evil mood. It's been fun for the five minutes I've been playing it. Um, <laughs> Good. But let me tell you, I also picked up uh, uh, Resident Evil 2 and 3 on the PS4, and mm-hmm. I played those this year, too. Those were amazing. Yeah. They are so good. I I'm only played two, but mm. I thought two was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. Three is just as good, it feels like, so far. So, uh, How would you compare and contrast them? Like, mechanics-wise, they're about the exact same. Yeah. Story-wise... I guess it comes down to person uh, like personal preference they they seem very similar to be honest like mechanics wise and i'd say they're about the same like I, i'd recommend them both highly okay well i've just heard that three is a lot more actiony and not as atmospheric and spooky as two is okay i can see that i can see that it, it is a lot more like focused on action <laughs> uh, and it's not so far it's not as spooky as two is um Two's a lot spookier. Three is definitely a lot more action. <laughs> a lot more explosions, a lot more blah. Yeah, moving through the police station in the dark with just your flashlight is scary. Especially because zombies are a lot more threatening in that game than they've ever been. Mm. They're hard to beat, too. Ammo is scarce, too. Yeah, the ammo is very scarce. Oh my gosh, there's that impending feeling of dread. Realizing uh-huh. you have two bullets left and five zombies coming towards you. Yeah. Just have you, to run. I almost never had a full clip. Almost yeah. never. Anytime <laughs> I had a full clip, I was like, I'm invincible right now. And then I would immediately miss three shots and be like, oh no, my That's ammo. True. Oh, <laughs> so easy to miss those shots too for some reason. Oh gosh, that thing that stalks you. That Mr. That, X. That, yep, that he's creepy. Oh yeah. That was spoopy for sure. Very spoopy. Definitely. Another game I would like to highlight is this indie game called The Artful Escape. It is just this, it's a very simple but beautiful side scroller uh, all about music where you play this kid from this rural town who is the nephew of basically Bob Dylan, or at least their universe's equivalent of Bob Dylan. Okay. And so he's very folksy and uh, has passed away. And the whole town sees you as the rebirth because Hmm. they, you know, the whole town is, is famous for being where this Bob Dylan guy's from. (laughs) <laughs> I don't remember what his actual name is. Okay. And 
you are also a musician and it's all about like you've got your first show coming up and the whole town is just like you better not screw this up like you have it has to be perfect like you have to be just like him and obviously he hates that it's it's like a coming of age story and then he gets abducted by aliens (laughs) and because you know he really wants to he wants to do this shredding space operas like just this beautiful electric guitar type music like it's so good and so this whole you just have this whole journey through space side scrolling and you can be just shredding on your guitar the whole time you're running and it goes (laughs) with the music in the background that's cool then you come to these boss fights in quotes but they're really just like simon says like they Uh play uh to and on the buttons you gotta hit it right back to them okay and it is just like Again, it's not difficult. It's just so cinematic and beautiful as you're moving through these crazy environments, playing your guitar, and I can't explain it. I just, I huh. again, another game I really emotionally connected to just because this kid trying to make it on his own, but also I love that type of music. Uh-huh. Nice. So, Would you categorize it as like a rhythm game? No. No. Um... Because even when you're doing the Simon Says portions, you don't have to be on rhythm. It even encourages you to hit them however you see fit. So you can kind of like make the music your own. Okay. That's cool. Because it'll be like, like a boss would be like, bam, bam, bam. And then you Uh can like really hold them out. You can like, bam, bam, bam. And like do it however you want. Okay. It's a pretty short game. uh, But a lot of fun from beginning to end. I just uh, typed down the name so that I can check it out at some the point. The Artful Escape. It sounds really fun, to be honest. That sounds like my type of game. Good. I hope you artistic. play it and like it. Yes, it yeah. is artistic. Cool, cool. Awesome, dude. Another game I'd like to give a shout out to is um, Stardew Valley. Yeah. Which I think I did start playing it this year and got really into it. I haven't mm-hmm. played it in a little while, but I really liked it. And that was a big positive of this year, I think. Good. Even though it didn't come out this year. I know, but it's it's been growing ever since it came out. Mm. Like Just more and more people start playing it. Nice so. pun. Growing. It's farming. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the same here. Yeah. I got it. I think I got it for Lindsay for her birthday, and she uh-huh. was hooked. Really, mm-hmm. really hooked. <laughs> and yeah. I tried it. I just it wasn't for me. Maybe okay. it could be for me, but just like this isn't what I want right now. I okay. want I want something more entertaining than this. <laughs> it's it's just too simmy. Too simmy. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. It, it is definitely a a sim game for sure. Very Harvest Moon esque. Mm-hmm. Um, with a bit more action, I'd say. And there's been a lot of good updates, I think, that have come out recently. So I'm going to have to try it again. See if it's worth picking back up. It probably it is. Be. Yeah. He's also got a new game he just announced called like The Haunted Chocolatier. I think I heard about that. Yeah, yeah. 
Okay. Oh, I know nothing about it. Uh, I don't think many people know much about it, but it has been announced that it exists. And also, uh, on, on a slight um, indie-related video game news segment, the Five Nights at Freddy's is getting remade into like a full-on, uh, you know, high-budget 3D game. Oh, it is? Yes. It was I that thought, popular. I thought Scott Cawthon was like done. Was it? I don't know if he's going to be involved or not. It might be like through a separate like he sold studio. The rights. Maybe he sold the rights or something, but it looks pretty cool. Like it looks professional. Huh. Not that the original isn't. It's just the original was indie. So. <laughs> huh. Speaking of yeah. creepy 3D games, you see they just announced Among Us VR. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> Maybe I sounds kind of sus to, play to me. That. Yeah, it is very sus. I played it a little <laughs> with my kids uh, yeah. back at Frontier, uh-huh. but how well will it translate to VR? I don't know. I probably won't play it. I just thought it was funny that it is. Is it like going to be a 3D adventure? Is it going to be like the top down? No. Well, type? yeah. It's it's from first person perspective, but mechanically, it's the exact same premise. Wow, that'll be interesting because you can't see everything at once. You're going to be like okay, you'd be staring v- around corners. You'll be very sus of any person who approaches you. <laughs> like, <laughs> keep your distance. Pancho Villa syndrome, where you're always afraid someone's behind you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you will be. You're just oh, trying man, to be really fast. <laughs> Holy cow, man. That's that's interesting. Wow. So, so a lot of positives. We've got a lot of positives that we're talking about. That makes me happy. This was a good video game year. It was. I, I got two more games I'd like to talk about. What about yeah, you? man, go for it. Uh, do you have any more? Besides uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which is great. Um, and it came out last year. And it came out last year, even though I did play <laughs> a heck of it this year, a heck of a lot of it this year. Uh, no, no, let's hear about your games, man. Okay. So I, I really tried to dive into Game Pass this year. Well, just recently, I guess, because I've been paying for it this whole time and not really utilizing it. And, and Game Pass on Xbox and PC is, it's awesome. But it's, it also has the issue of like Netflix where it's like, you got everything to watch, so you can't decide what to watch. <laughs> and where you just have a big library of games where it's like, I don't know where to start. And Psychonauts 2 came out this year, which is on Game Pass. I've heard incredible things about that. Haven't got to it yet. But One I was skeptical about is Forza Horizon 5. I haven't been into racing games since like Need for Speed Underground. Okay. And my roommate used to play a Forza game back in college, and it drove me crazy because that game, I don't think it was part of the Horizon series, but mm-hmm. it was super racing sim. It was a racing sim, basically. Okay. To where you would like fine tune the air pressure in your tires, and <laughs> like it was too much. It's like, this doesn't, this isn't like a fun video game. This is just life. And. <laughs> We had a decent surround sound system in our living room, and he would just play that game, like, cranked up, just hearing engine revving, like, stupid loud. I had, like, even with my door shut, and so I just hated it. 
It's like, I hate that you play this game. It's why do you have to play it so loud? Wow. But then I heard a lot about Forza Horizon 5 being the game for people who, like, it's the game for racing fans and for non. It's just fun. Okay. And all I have to say about this is, for one, it's it's very well, des- it's probably the best looking game on Series X and PC that, like, an Xbox studio has put out so far. Wow. It looks incredible. It is so pretty if you have the capability to play it and just play the opening sequence and mm-hmm. you'll you'll just be hooked. The opening sequence is awesome where it's this plane flying over Mexico just airdropping cars out and they parachute down <laughs> and you just you'll just do like a 2 minute stretch with each car and then it moves on, airdrops another one out and really just introduces you to the game and all the the vibrant locations. Okay. And you, you play through that and you're just like, this is awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> wow. And I probably would have kept playing it if it weren't for this next game, which I'm going to talk a lot about. And that is Halo Infinite. First off, Jake, what was the last Halo you played? Last halo that i played in depth was reach okay so no four no five no only in only for a few minutes on multiplayer okay well let's start off with multiplayer so multiplayer got surprise launched back uh november 25th i want to think instead of the actual launch day which was december 8th okay so the multiplayer is free to play free to download and as long as you have a, an okay computer, even the original Xbox One will still play this game. Now, it's not going to look as great as it could, but okay. it's free. You download it. See, if, see how it runs. See if it's fun. Mm. And it is wonderful. The multiplayer is a good return to form where it just it feels like classic Halo again while also modernizing it a bit, but not alienating it. Okay. And, like, I I couldn't get into Halo 4 multiplayer. I just, I didn't like it. I didn't like uh, the way some of the weapons felt, uh, especially the BR. The BR s- sounds like a spring-loaded pop gun or something. <laughs> like, it's It sounds bad. Okay. <laughs> and I also just didn't like the cosmetics of 4. There was too sci-fi, like, too okay. weirdly sci-fi, like, out of the realm of Halo. So, like, not gritty, but, like, too clean almost. It is weird. Just these weird helmets that... Huh. It, it kind of just took me out of it. But okay, uh, I did play 5 quite a bit for a while, and I don't know, I just I couldn't stick with it. Maybe, maybe mm. Overwatch kind of took over for me at that point. Okay. But Halo Infinite has been just a lot of fun to play. There's been complaints, but, you know, it's going to get worked out mm-hmm. eventually. So right now the complaints have been, for one, uh, the biggest one is that the progression is really bad. Okay. Now, granted, you can play this for free and ignore the progression if you want. Okay. Because it's free. The Battle Pass is $9.00. 
and the battle pass goes to like the end of May. Hmm. And so that's it's like nine dollars for you know fun progression through May. Like yeah, of course okay. I'm, I'm going for that. Yeah, yeah. But the problem was when it launched, you could only get experience to level up through challenges, and these challenges were so random. Some of them were like, get 10 kills with this gun. Capture the flag three <laughs> times. Um, hijack five vehicles. Okay. And some of them were just, they were really hard and out of place. Okay. Where it's like, well, I don't, I can only get this one in big team battle if I'm lucky enough to get a Banshee. And I don't want to play big team battle. And I know someone else is going to get that Banshee because they're probably going for that challenge too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and none of it was performance-based. You don't get any experience for how well you do. Winning does huh. not matter unless you have a challenge that's like win three games. But game wow. to game, winning actually doesn't gain you anything other than the satisfaction of winning. And interesting, they've been working on it. They, their first idea was, well, you get we're going to make it so you get 50 experience every game. Well, it's like, well, <laughs> that takes 20 games to level up one level. Okay. So it's like, that's yeah. not great. And then they recently changed it to where the first game gets you 300 and then 200, then 200, then like 100, then 100, which mm-hmm. has made it a lot better. It feels a lot smoother, but still it's like, I'm not being rewarded for how well I'm doing in game. I could be carrying the team and it doesn't matter. Mm. So I know they're making big changes that have already happened since since we recorded this. So as people are listening on Christmas Eve, they've added new changes, they've added new playlists, and I'm sure it's great. But right now, the biggest issue is so many people, especially as you get near the end of the week, as people are trying to complete their challenges, drop out of games like crazy. Because right now, the playlist is just like the quick play playlist. So you get either slayer you get oddball you get capture the flag you get like uh control and i might have a challenge it's like win two games of oddball but i keep getting slayer so a lot of people as soon as the game starts and it's not the game they want they drop out so it's just a lot of people dropping games constantly and it's like really developers you didn't see this coming you couldn't make things more performance based but i know they've been working Mm. on it and I'm sure, yeah. you know, eventually it's going to be fine. But They've either way... they change like, that. They probably will. <laughs> yeah. I know stuff has, has already happened, as people hear this, that mm-hmm. I am currently unaware of. But I, I'm enjoying it a lot. It's it's hard to play just one match. You just you keep going. You keep playing. Mm. Yeah. But uh, to move on from multiplayer, I wanted to give my big impression of Halo Infinite, the game, the campaign... Because it had a lot riding on it. Halo 5 was not received well Mm -hmm. story-wise. A lot of fans were disappointed with that story and where it went. And the fact that you you hardly even played as Master Chief. You played Mm -hmm. as Agent Locke, who was hunting Master Chief. And it kind of went completely against the way that game was advertised. So a lot of people were disappointed. Up until now, Halo games have always come out three years apart. This hmm. one was six. Hmm. Six years since Halo 5. That's wow. crazy. And they made some big changes. So the first off is that it's kind of semi-open world now. 
If, okay. I mean, it, it, I'd say it falls in the open world category, but then as you go to missions, the missions kind of feel more classic Halo. All but right. As far as exploring the world, that's new. It, it's it's pretty open world, hmm. and I'm a little conflicted on how I feel about it. On one hand, it's not a huge open world, so it's not as overwhelming as, say, starting Far Cry 6. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, there's not as much fun things to do as Far Cry 6. There's not as much mm. variety. It's all the same, like, just green, mountainous area. There's no there's no snow okay. part. There's no sandy part. Like, it's just all the same. All right. The missions are okay. There's a lot of just, like, rescue the Marines mission that are really simple. Uh-huh. But my biggest disappointment I'd say with this change of pace is that Halo's linear. Na- mm-hmm. Naturally it's a linear game, but I think sometimes linear is used negatively. Okay. But that's not the case with Halo. Like I liked that linear stuff because the missions were they were grand. Okay. To, to, if that's <laughs> how I want to say it, like there epic. were some big epic action set pieces. Each okay. mission had like something cool stand out about it. Mm-hmm. This that just wasn't there. Hmm. Like look at Halo Two, like the the city level of tracking down the scarab as it tears through the city. That's mm-hmm. a freaking awesome level. Uh, Halo Three has very similar epic moments. Mm-hmm. And this just, it doesn't have that epicness. Instead, the main thing driving it is kind of the story, which I, I really like the story and I don't know if everyone else has, but you know, the main story thread through all of Halos is really the relationship between Master Chief and Cortana. Mm-hmm. And there's been some heavy fallout between the two where just to give a quick recap of four and five, uh, Cortana's becoming rampant, which is as it's basically an AI starts to corrupt as they become overburdened with just too much knowledge because uh, they, they learn too quickly. And so after about seven years, most AIs get deleted because mm. they go rampant. And this has happened to her. And she technically like sacrifices herself to save you at the end of four but then like a part of her code lives on in five that is just like full on rampant. And she's trying to raise an army of AI to basically take out humanity. And so this is trying to deal with that fallout and gives you a new AI companion who's just called the weapon. Hmm. And I, I was very skeptical going into that because I love Cortana. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you're going to give me this new AI that looks just like Cortana, but it's a little different. So I just, I was unsure of how I'd feel about that, but I really, I actually really liked that relationship between uh, the weapon and Chief. And Mm. I just, I wish there's a little more resolution at the end of the game to say, but um, again, like it's, it's Halo and it's Mm -hmm. great, but I, what's coming to my, to mind is that it's, it's an open world game that is getting really good scores because it's Halo. And I just think like if this game came out as a completely different IP, as something Uh completely unknown, would people care? Or would they just be like, oh, this world's not as good as Far Cry? Uh. Right? And and that's how I feel about 
for example, like Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. Breath of the Wild, I think, is an underwhelming Zelda game, but people are like, oh my gosh, it's it's world-changing because it's Zelda. Yeah. Right? It's got but that name. It, exactly. If it was like any other game, would people really have noticed? I don't know. And mm-hmm. right now, it's I'm str- <laughs> struggling to put my words, my thoughts into words because as we mentioned when Lindsay was on with Harry Potter, the term book hangover, when you're just like just really invested in a book and sad it's over. I was very yeah. invested in, in the Halo Infinite story and I just finished it like two hours ago. Okay. And it's, it's still weighing on me just thinking gotcha. about the story. <laughs> but anyway, like it's, it's still good, but it really made me miss the standard format. Actually, like, it's fun exploring and flying around and, and just being able to free roam on the ring, mm-hmm. on the halo, excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I miss those big action set pieces. And after finishing it, I immediately want to just go back to Halo 1 and play through all of them again, wow. especially because I don't remember anything. And this game, here's another big disappointment, is even if you've been following Halo your whole life, you will be very confused through the story through a lot of this game because it hmm. starts off, you're fighting villains that are from Halo Wars 2, which who okay. played Halo Wars 2 at a real-time strategy <laughs> game? Like, I'm sure the people who did loved it, but... Yeah, that wasn't like, the that wasn't a staple. That was a yeah, spinoff. That's not in the canonical frame, you know? Uh-huh. And to yeah, say yeah. that it is, disappointing. So mm. I just, I felt no connection to the villain whatsoever. It's like, sh- blah, blah, blah. Anytime he was on screen, it's just like, shut up, quit <laughs> talk, like talking about how we're going to, you know, one day fight each other and it's going to be epic. It's like, no, no, no. I'm just, I'm going to kill you because that's how this game goes and let's move on. Like, I don't like you. You're not interesting. It's like, I want <laughs> more of the, the Cortana stuff. Okay. <laughs> wow, man. Okay, so would you recommend it? Oh, of course. Well, okay. especially get the multiplayer if you're able to, because it's free. And if you have Game Pass, like I do, Halo's on, the whole campaign's on there. Get it. Enjoy it. Like, at the end of the day, it's still a great playing Halo game uh-huh. where the gameplay is key and you're still having fun. Mm-hmm. There's just the caveats that go with it. It's it's no Halo Three, which I just saw a, an IG no I, a Game Informer article saying like rating their top ten Halos and Halo Three was their number one and I probably wow. agree with that. Good game, yeah for sure. <laughs> so Very interesting. Thank you for letting me rant about Halo. I just I've had no one to talk to about it, and I still can't really <laughs> talk to you about it because you haven't yeah. played it. I'm just a good listener, and uh, I've played some Halo, so I know at least um, how good it can get. And yeah, tell you what, man, I need to get back into that series. I just don't have an Xbox with me. Uh, okay, how do we end this Christmassy episode that was kind of Christmassy? Well, um, first off, thank you, Santa Son, for granting us this gift of a Christmas episode. <laughs> You're, you were Santa Son, so you're the one who has to say you're welcome. Yeah. <clears throat> you're welcome. Or in Japanese, doitashimashite. Yeah. Yeah. So there we go. Okay. Santa Son delivered. Thank you, Santa Son. 
So there you go. There was our Christmas special, kind of our year in review, and it's good to be back, Jake. It's good to be back. Likewise, Cameron. Revisiting old times of when we did this podcast, which wasn't very long ago. (laughs) So coming up, things you can look forward to. We've recorded some other episodes about video (laughs) games. We got a lot of stuff on the Wii, surprisingly, that we're going to talk about. Uh, Maybe the 3DS. And Maybe. you should check out our Patreon, which is linked in the description to this episode. It's actually in the description of every episode. Yes. So. Click the link and it'll go, yeah. Get it? <laughs> <laughs> um, and Jake should have a shirt done soon and sent to me so I can do the finishing touches on the computer the graphic design, <laughs> and then uh, you can be able to see it on there. It looks really good. I like yes. what you've done. I haven't seen your final draft, but your first draft I liked. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, final draft is very similar. It's just colorful and refined. Good. So, so uh, totes my goats. <laughs> I so, think this is a great episode, Cameron. It was great. So thank you so much for listening. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. My name is Cameron. And I'm Jake. And have a wonderful winter wonderland Christmassy week and happy <laughs> new year and all that good stuff. Ninasan, Christmas, Omerito gozaimasu.